When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think about the demon. I mean, I know he's made no secret of the fact that top 10 is his aim, right? Is he a top 10 standard player, Alex Demonor? Or is top 20 about his ceiling? Sort of guy that is kind of this round of 16, maybe a quarter finalist at best in tournaments. I love his attitude. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. We'll get back to those texts in a moment because, uh, well, BP to remember this world when it was on the Seven Network. It was now proudly the Nine Network. They called it the sizzling summer of tennis, and it is certainly sizzling. Pleased to say the host of the first serve, Brett Phillips, is on the line right now. Morning, BP. Jules, good morning. Here we're well underway with the the Aussie summer of tennis, so uh, just heating up. Do you remember the Cousins Clean Winners? Do you remember them and the Ford Hot Shots? Yes. Those are great. Absolutely. Yep. Good Cousin. old days. That's where my mind lives most of the time in the past, uh, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, I tell you. That was a big win, though, wasn't it, for Alex Demidor against world number 10, Taylor Fritz. So, uh, how are you rating his form at the moment, Alex, in the lead-up to the first major of the year? Look, I've been an unabashed fan for, uh, you know, as long as I've been watching him play live. And, you know, it's been an incredible build. And, look, I know he doesn't draw... Um, you know, the, the public's uh, overall interest. I think there's more and more who are recognising that he's our number one and he's going to be our number one player for quite some time unless he has a dramatic change of fortunes. And you know, I was just listening to you waiting on hold there about, you know, his top 10 prospects. I mean, that has to be the goal in 2024. And I think, I think he's ready. I mean, he's on the cusp. But at the start of this year, I always thought if he could maintain his ranking between 10 and 20 for 2023... That was going to be a big tick, but get between 15 and 10. So he finishes at 12 in the world. You know, that's a significant jump, you know, and that's come down to actually beating some better caliber players. So we know that uh, the honor roll of top 10 scalps, top 20 scalps in the past uh, 12 to 15 months, uh, he's ticked a, a lot of boxes. So, you know, I think he's certainly capable. I mean, you know, you, you play against a guy, and this is say so Fritz is, you know, obviously carries the same sort of qualities as a lot of the top 10 players they're just fierce ball strikers they give you a little reaction time they really shift you around they can blow you off the court with one shot so you know demon or knows he's got certain limitations Jules, but i think there's still more in the kit bag to come for alex you know he's only in his mid-20s so yeah. i think there's more things that can develop in his game uh but he does know against these big hitters that if he can, you know, take the ball really early, push them back behind the baseline, get forward, rush to the net, which he loves to do, Demon Orr, and uh, and use his wheels. That you know, if if he's in the face of these guys, it gets them totally out of their rhythm. So they don't like playing him, number one, because they know they're in for one hell of a day. They're going to play a lot of shots to get past him. Yeah. It's just whether he can develop some bigger assets. So, you know, getting some more free points off serve, you know, I think his power, you know, is totally fine. Look, it's little things. It's just little margins that separate, um, you know, these guys. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, certainly top 10 is very achievable and he should be around really that fourth round mark of all the majors. So if you at least get to that stage, you're giving yourself a chance and then it comes down to matchups. 
No, you're right. And that's the state of men's tennis at the moment too, isn't it? Obviously, you've got Novak and Carlos. And they're just outside of that. Guys that are very good that perhaps aren't locking down the number of tournament wins that perhaps they should. So you, I think you're going to see a lot of rotation from that sort of 5 to 15 to, to 20 mark. And you're right, mm. just, just determination. You talked about rushing in the net. He's the guy that runs everything down. He's sort of Leighton-esque in that respect. And you know, and, and his best, hopefully for Alex, is still to come. Uh, what about Isla at the moment, BP? She went down to Pagula, a mm. couple of losses in, in the United Cup. Coming off injury last season, oh, I just don't. Yeah. I fear that maybe we've seen the best of her career now, and I hate to say that. It, look, what happened to her in 2023 is just such a shame. You know, coming off that great year, the year before, exactly. two Grand Slam quarterfinals, you know, she was on uh, the cusp, potentially the top 20. I mean, unfortunately, those Wimbledon points didn't count the year she made the quarters. Um, so she'd put herself in a great position. We've, we'd always known she'd had the capabilities and then effectively misses almost a whole year. I mean, she came back at the US Open. She wins a, a one two five WTA event at the back end of the year in Brazil, but she only played, well, I think, about nine matches for the entire year. Uh, Alicia Mollick went with her in the Billie Jean King Cup and she was absolutely short of a gallop. Look, you know, players need matches. They need to get back into the rhythm and the feel and the competitiveness. And it's going to take her a bit of time to you know, get back to that sort of uh, those winning ways. Uh, it's a bit of an unknown. I mean, she's obviously hoping her body can just hold up, but uh, it, we mightn't see the best of Isla until maybe midway through uh, this season. What about Brisbane? Naomi Osaka, how much of it can she give this tournament a shake, the Australian Open? <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, the Australian summer in general, I, you know, I look, I cast ahead to the Australian Open. I mean, she's a two-time champion and, you know, I just watched her, obviously, yesterday covering the tournament and, you know, you're looking for particular things. One thing she hasn't lost is her power, her raw power, which was the real hallmark of her game. But uh, she was sort of jumping into ball. She was getting forward. Now, she's not a very comfortable volleyer and not a natural um, you know, forward uh, part of the court player. And, you know, she obviously was able to dictate from the baseline to lead her to her success in that number one ranking. But you can see that her and Wim Facetta, her coach, are trying some different things She's going to do it with a smile on her face. As she said yesterday, I want to give the fans um, something back that I maybe didn't give them in the first instalment because she is a an introverted, shy girl. Mm. You know, we know that she doesn't necessarily enjoy doing all the media, but now she's a mum. She's got a different perspective. Look, I think she's one of the really fascinating characters on the tour when you listen to her speak. And, you know, I think there's some unfinished business there. Uh, so, yeah, her power... Um, is going to be a lot to deal with. I mean, you know, she'll come in as a wild card to the Australian Open, but you don't want to be playing Naomi Osaka no. in round one or two. So, yeah, look, you know, who knows? Um, she could really surprise us and come back with a real bang in the next uh, three weeks. Speaking of mum, see, Patrick Avitova is about to have a baby too. So congratulations to her. What have you made of Rafa's return thus far, Brett? Yeah, we got a little glimpse in the doubles, and he was um, a little rusty. I don't think he probably wanted to win that doubles match. I mean, a lot of these <laughs> players will, um, you know, just play a match to yeah, sort of yeah. just get some match conditioning, particularly, you know, first tournament back for the season. So he was probably slapping a few balls around that he normally might have been a little bit more conservative on. But there was some there was some vintage Rafa, the revolutions he puts on the ball that we'll find out tonight. Uh, it is prime viewing, nine goes, 7.30 tonight up against, uh, well, a man who... Couldn't defeat him in two Roland Garros finals. Dominic Team has you know, had a tough road back from injury and had to go through qualifying in Brisbane. Uh, he'll relish an opportunity to play Rafa. So, gee, you don't get that first round of uh, an ATP 250. Yeah. Two 
you know, guys that have played um, you know, and won Grand Slams uh, as a first-up matchup. So I think, yeah, this time tomorrow, I'll have a better, probably a better view on uh, just where Nadal sits from a singles perspective. Well, hopefully a snake-free uh, match too. What about that footage? I mean, that, that's it. You know, this is quintessentially Australia, isn't it? Uh, we had to delay the game. <laughs> Why? Because a venomous snake was on the court. Dominic well, I, and, I, and I just love, Jules, how casual the Queenslanders were in the crowd. Ah, that's you're right, yeah. Probably, oh, that's just Barry. You know, they probably <laughs> named them, right? Uh, on Aussie Watcher, Thanasi and Rinky this afternoon around three o'clock. Yeah, we've got a few Aussie matchups uh, in the uh, the opening round of uh, Brisbane. So, and, and Duckworth and Lee too getting through uh, qualies uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, Thanasi obviously draws all the attention. I mean, he's sitting at sixty five. There's no doubt we all believe he's capable of being a top fifty player. But in his own words, he's not totally in love with this sport. Uh, in grinding away every single week. So the weeks he's on tour, he's got to make it count. Uh, Jordan Thompson, Alexander Vukic, that's another rule Aussie battle today. So Duckworth and two. Arena Rodionova, uh, what a great first up win. I mean, yeah. she played 106 matches in 2023, won 79 matches to become our leading Aussie female. I noticed Sam Stozer was watching closely our new Billie Jean King Cup, Billie Jean King Cup captain and say that quickly, yeah. um, to pick her first team in April for the qualifiers. And Arena's put herself right in the frame here. Uh, at 34 years of age, playing her best tennis, plays Sophia Kennan today, and then Kim Birrell and Olivia Gadecki, another All-Australian affair uh, later tonight after Rafa and team. So, yeah, for the fans in Brisbane, great to have their tournament back, and it's a stellar uh, field on the men's and women's side. It is. Plenty of exciting tennis to come as we look ahead to the start of the Australian Open for 2024. Catch all the action on the Nine Network. Uh, the first surf, BP, when are we going to hear you next on that? Yeah, we'll be back uh, the uh, the Monday after the Australian Open. So, obviously, we'll have ball-by-ball commentary right across uh, the network uh, during the Open itself, uh, taking in all the big matches, Jules, and then we'll bring back the show uh, Monday, uh, January 29, for uh, what our 16th year on SEM, which has um, yeah, been a lot of fun. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks, Brett. Enjoy the tennis. We'll speak next week. No problems. Thanks, Jules. Here is Brett Phillips, host of the First Serves. A stack of Aussies in action, too. But that was just very funny. Just a snake. They're so casual about it. Ah, it's King Brown, mate. You'll be right. You know, just pick it up by some four-year-old kid. Oh, I got this. Don't worry. Get a little sack, boom. Just gently, you know, release it into the bushes somewhere. I've got to head up to Queensland a couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm a bit scared of stuff. I don't think I'm going to play golf now. Because the amount of mates having quiz. Oh, yeah. Just look what just came across me on the second tee. No, thank you. I'm like Indiana Jones in that respect. Spiders, no problem, snakes. <laughs> I can tell you that we're getting a lot of nominations for REO Speedwagon. Uh, Berkeley Eagle, yes to Arioki, uh, says Berkeley. Thank you very much. Keep on loving you, REO Speedwagon, please. Yep. It's da, 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 da. it's time to bring the ship into shore, throw away the cars for replacement Speedwagon, JK. Go, REO, for the white tapes, Jules. Says Bar- uh, look, I didn't realise they were so... Yeah, another one. Play REO Speedwagon, please. Whenever I hear White Snake, it brings me back to the Todd Carney bubbler video. Thank you, Matt. Ario, give it a go, says Stuart. Please play Ario, says Glenn. Uh, the tribe has spoken, maestro. Matt, happy new year. Thanks for covering. Having a great show. Definitely a bit of Ario Speedwagon, HB. Uh, there you go, done. So we'll, uh, we'll have to uh, play in, in the last hour of the program. The question now is what song? You know, leave that to me. I'll choose one. I mean, there's no bad ones really, are there? And let's, frank, let, let's be frank about it. You know, my stocks are pretty high after the impressive showing of my Christmas songs. Very, very good. Christmas Bangers by Jules, bit of REO Speedwagon. 0457 736 736. You're on Summer Mornings.